upon me, breathe. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Your hair, your hair is your name, breathe, Lord. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Say, Father, to joy. Just breathe your name. Just breathe the name 
Let somebody shout hallelujah. I pray that this morning the Lord will breathe on us in the name of Jesus. I want us to begin to worship the name of the Lord. Let's begin to thank him. Let's begin to give him praise for waking us up this morning. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Ancient of days, we worship you. We magnify your name for all that you are unto us. Because you are our Father. You are our Lord. You are our King. Blessed be your name. Adoration be unto your name. We thank you. We worship you. We thank you for our family. We thank you for our children. We thank you for our spouse. We thank you even for our nation, for allowing peace to reign. Father, we say be glorified and be exalted this morning in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your name. We thank you for your protection over us. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for blessings of preservation in the midst of this pandemic. Father, we say be glorified and be exalted this morning in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We worship you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. I want us to go before God to go and ask for his mercy this morning. We are going to open our mouth and say, Lord, I'm here again in your presence. Have mercy upon me this morning. If there's any sin I've committed that will not allow my prayers to be answered, Lord, forgive me and let me receive your mercy this morning. Lord, be merciful unto me. Let's open our mouth. Let's cry unto God for mercy. The Bible says the mercies of the Lord are new every morning because great is the faithfulness of our God. According to Lamentation chapter 3 from verse 21 to 22. I want us to open our mouth and say, Lord, this morning let me receive your mercy. Let your mercy prevail over my life. Let your mercy prevail over my family in the name of Jesus. By your mercy, O God, open the windows of heaven upon my life. By your mercy, O God. Lord, let your presence go with me in the journey of today. In the name of Jesus, by your mercy, O God, let the powers of the enemy be subdued before us today. As we go out, in the name of Jesus, by your mercy, O God, do something new in our life. Let us have a new testimony today, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to pray and ask that this morning the blood of Jesus will sanctify and will cleanse you from every filthiness of the spirit and of the soul and of the body. I want you to crown to God and say, Father, let me be purged and be cleansed this morning by the power in the blood of Jesus. Let every defilement in my spiritual and body be removed by the power in the blood of Jesus. Lord, sanctify me. Lord, purify me. Let every satanic mark of the devil be removed this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, this morning, let every agenda of the enemy against my life be cancelled by the power of your blood in the name of Jesus. Lord, cleanse every one of us. Let our prayers pass through the blood, the blood of Jesus. Every one of us, mark us with your blood as we go out today. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I declare in the name of Jesus that I should go out today. The Lord will mark you with his blood in the name of Jesus. You are marked for protection. You are marked for preservation in the name of Jesus. Any power that wants to oppose you today, I pray that God will destroy them in the name of Jesus. Today, the mercy of God will prevail for you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says the blood of Jesus speaks better things for us than the blood of Abel. I pray that today the blood of Jesus will speak better things for you in the name of Jesus. If there's anything that the enemy has, has spoken against you, 
by the power and the blood. I cancel it this morning in the name of Jesus. Every agenda of the wicked against your life by the power and the blood of Jesus, I cancel it this morning in the name of Jesus. You are covered by the blood. Your family is covered by the blood. The journey of today is covered for you by the blood. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let somebody shout hallelujah. I want us to open our Bible to the book of Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15. We are going to be reading from verse 8 to 11. And then we'll jump to verse 17 to 18. Genesis chapter 15 from verse 8 to 11. And then we'll jump from verse 17 to 18. The Bible says, And he said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? This was Abraham talking to God. After God had spoken to him in verse 7, that he was going to give him the land for him to inherit it. So God was, I mean, Abraham was asking God, said, Oh Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit the land? So he said to him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Then he brought all this to him and cut them in two down the middle and placed each pieces opposite the other, but he did not cut the boards in two. And when the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. Verse, verse, verse 11. And when the vultures came upon came down upon the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. I want to jump to verse 17 to 20. And it came to pass, when the sun went down, and it was dark, that behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between, the, between those pieces. Verse 18. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham. This morning, by the grace of God, I will exhort us very briefly on what I've titled the power of covenant. I want to read verse 18 again, the, the, the A part of verse 18. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham. The Lord made a covenant with Abraham. So I will be exhorting us on what I've titled the power of of covenant, the power of covenant. I want you to know that when it comes to covenant, it is one of the concepts that as a Christian we need to understand very well in, in our journey as a Christian. Because when, when it comes to covenant, you know, covenant is different from promise. We have seen God make promise to Abraham in the past, even from the same passage that we have been read, reading. Uh, and yesterday we, 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 we went through how God reaffirmed some of the promises he has made to Abraham in the past. But today, we are, we are, doing, we are stepping a little deeper into some, of, some other things that God did with Abraham. And that, and that was God entering into a covenant with Abraham. Now, when we talk about covenant, uh, covenant can be defined as a formal agreement between two or more parties where they agree to do or not to do something. But whereas when we talk about promise, and the promise is an assurance that one will do something or that something will be or that something will happen. 
But the difference between covenant and promise is that when it comes to covenant, both parties have a clear obligations and responsibilities. But in a promise, what we can observe is the active role undertaken by one party while the other party remains passive. So, 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 and that's what makes covenant to be a little deeper than promise. You know, when we talk about covenant, covenant is more or less like a legal contract. You know, a, a legal contract, you know, binding or a binding agreement between one or more people. You know, covenant also can be defined as a written agreement or it is a solemn agreement to do or not to do something. The book of Job chapter 1, I mean Job chapter 31 verse 1, you know, Job says something. He said, I made a covenant with my eyes. And he said, why then should I think upon a maid? You know, Job said, I decided I made a covenant with my eyes that I will not sin with my eye. Praise the Lord. So in the Old Testament, when, when, you know, when it comes to covenant, it is like a formal agreement made. By passing between pieces of flesh. It's a formal agreement made by passing between pieces of flesh. And that was what happened to Abraham. You know, God told Abraham to get him some animals. And God told Abraham to cut those animals into two pieces. And then God asked Abraham to now lay the cut pieces opposite each other. And then God told him that this is how he's going to, you know... Uh, enter into a covenant with him because in the Old Testament, what they do is that they cut animal into pieces like that and then the parties, whether one or two, maybe at least more than two people that are involved in the covenant, will walk in between the cut pieces of the animals, you know, for them to, you know, enter into an agreement. And, you know, walking through the pieces of the animal, what it means is that if I violate this covenant, what happened to these animals? That made them to die, that made them to be cut into pieces, will happen to me. So when they walk in between the the pieces of animal, you know, that were cut, it means they are, they are entering to a covenant and they are entering to a solemn agreement. We see that example in Jeremiah 34, verse 18. The Bible says, And I will give the men who have transgressed my covenant, who have not performed the words of the covenant which they made before me when they cut the calf in two and passed between the part of it. Look at that. And passed between the part of it. And the two parties are expected to, to walk through the, to walk in between the two uh, parts of the cut animal. Now, let me give us some points about covenant. When it comes to covenant, covenant is always designed for a purpose. For example, we see the example of covenant being, you know, being, uh, done to establish friendship uh, between Jonathan and David in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 3. The Bible said, Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. Look at that. So a covenant can be to establish friendship. And then another thing that covenant is designed for is for mutual protection. Mutual protection. We see that in Genesis 26. Uh, from verse 28 to 29, when Isaac and Abimelech enter into an agreement not to harm each other. Because Abimelech told Isaac that we know that God is for you. We know 
We know that you know, things happen, you know, things have been happening in your life is not ordinary. We know that God is for you, but at the same time, we don't want you to hurt us and we don't want to hurt you. And let us enter into an agreement, let us enter into a covenant. So we, we saw that uh, Isaac and Abimelech enter into a covenant for mutual protection. And then in Genesis 31, from verse 50 to 52, we saw how Laban and Jacob also enter into a covenant for mutual protection. Because Laban told uh, Jacob, he said, now that you are going with my, with my kids, you know, make sure you are not going to marry other wives beside my kids, beside my two daughters. You, you are not allowed to marry any other wives. You are not allowed to mistreat, mistreat them. You are, you, are, you are only supposed to take, their, take care of them. And Jacob and Laban, they enter into a covenant for mutual protection. Then when it comes to covenant, the second point I want to mention is that covenant has some condition. Covenant has some condition attached to it. For example, you know, one of the conditions is that covenant must be clearly specified. You know, there must be a goal for it. The second thing is that covenant must be confirmed by a hoat. Covenant must be confirmed by a hoat. You know, we see that in Genesis 26. You know, Genesis 26 verse 31 Genesis 26, verse 31, the Bible said, then, then they arose early in the morning and swear and hoped with one another. And Isaac sent them away and they departed from him in, in peace. This was when, you know, when um, Isaac entered into a, a, a covenant with Abimelech for a mutual protection. So sometimes covenants can be confirmed by an oath, which means, you know, the parties involved will say, if I do this or if I don't do this, let these things happen to me. And do you know there are so many people that have done that in the past? Maybe ignorantly or consciously, you know, they enter into a covenant maybe because they wanted to marry somebody. And then they say, okay, if I, if I, if I disappoint you, let these things happen to me. And we, you know, there are so many people that up to today, they are still suffering from the broken covenant, you know, from what they have covenanted to do, which they refuse to do or which they fail to do. Then when it comes to covenant, you know, covenant must be witnessed. That's another condition for covenant. It must be witnessed. There must be a witness, you know, uh, when a covenant is being made. Then the top point I want to mention about covenant is that God is often called to witness a covenant. You know, God is often called to witness a covenant. We see that in Genesis 31, you know, when Laban and Jacob enter into a covenant. Genesis 31 verse 50, uh, you know, look at what uh, Laban said. Laban said, if you afflict my daughters... Or if you take other wives beside my daughters, although no man is with us, see, God is witness between you and me. God is a witness between you and me. And do you know when you know when Adam and Eve, when they got married in the Garden of Eden, you know God was like a witness. The angels of heaven was like a witness, you know, between the marriage of Adam and Eve. And I also want us to know that for those of us who are married, you know, one of the witness on the day of our wedding is God. And that's why we have to keep, we have to keep our bed on the fire. We must not allow a third party in our wedding or you know, in our marriage, because God is a witness. And anything that God witnessed to, if we violate it, I pray that we shall not see the judgment of God in Jesus' name. Then, when it comes to covenant, also the fourth point I want to mention is that covenant is confirmed when once a covenant is confirmed, it become unchangeable. Once a covenant is confirmed, you cannot change it anymore. 
Or you cannot say, no, 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 I made a mistake when I was, uh, when I was talking about what, I'm go- what I was going to do. Uh, I was not supposed to say that. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Once a covenant is made, it cannot be changed. You know, Galatians chapter 3, verse 15, Paul was telling the, the Galatian church, he said, Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannoyed or added there to it. Look at that. Was a covenant is made, and that's why we have to be careful not to just be making, uh, you know, random covenant all over the place. Do you know some people, they, they, maybe because they were, they were in a particular problem, and they made a covenant to God. I said, God, if you can do this for me, you know, once this problem is solved, I will do this, I will do that for you. And once God helped them to solve the problem, they forgot about what they have promised God. And because of that, they are suffering today. But they don't know the reason why they are suffering. And that's why we are going through this topic today. So that some of us who are suffering from Eden Covenant can be delivered. And I'm praying that today, God will set you free from Eden Covenant you are suffering from. In the name of Jesus. Then let me give us one more point or two more points and then we'll go and pray. When it comes to covenant, covenant is made, especially in the Old Testament, by passing between divided sacrifice. So which means when it comes to covenant, death is involved. You know, there, there, sometimes sacrifice is involved and, you know, there, the, the parties involved, they have to pass through the court pieces of those sacrifice or those animals. And that was what, you know, Abraham did. The Bible says, Genesis chapter 15, from where we read, he cut, God told him to, to get those animals and to cut them into pieces. Because what what is expected of the two of them was to walk in between the cut pieces of the animal. But do you know, when, when Abraham and God were supposed to walk through the cut pieces, the Bible says, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And only God will walk through the court pieces. And what does that mean? It means the covenant that God entered with, with Abraham, it was an unconditional covenant. Because it was only God that walked through it. Which means it was only God that said, you know what? I'm the only one that wants to, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing to this covenant. And I'm fully responsible for this covenant. Which means on the part of Abraham, no condition is expected to be fulfilled. And that, that's, that's what talks about the grace of God. That's what talks about the mercy of God for Abraham. I pray that the mercy of God will prevail for us as well in the name of Jesus. Then sometimes covenants can be confirmed by journey of hands. Covenants can be confirmed by what? By journey of hands according to Proverbs chapter 11 verse 21. The Bible says, Do hand join in hand, the wicked shall not go unpunished. But the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. The wicked shall not go unpunished. But the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. I pray that God will give us understanding in the name of Jesus. Now, going back to this passage, we saw that God demanded from Abraham some animals. Turtle doves, uh, uh, ram. And God told him these animals must be at least three years old. Why did God say three years old? Because at, at, at the age of three most of these animals will have fully grown and they will, have, they will have reached their full potential. So it means God was demanding for the best from Abraham. And I also want us to know that anytime God demanded something from us, God always demands for our best. We should make it as a point of duty as a Christian to always give God our best. Give God our best. 
I pray God will give us understanding in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, God told Abraham, bring all these animals to me, cut them into two pieces, and set them opposite each other. And the Bible says in verse 11, Genesis 15 verse 11, when the voucher came on those carcasses, the Bible says Abraham drove them away, which means, you know, from the school of thoughts, there are, I will give us at least two school of thoughts. You know, some people believe the father Abraham drove the vultures away means Abraham was trying to protect his sacrifice from the enemies that may want to attack it. Maybe enemies of doubt, enemies of fear, you know, enemies of unbelief you know, that wanted to attack the sacrifice of Abraham. Because after Abraham, you know, put those cut pieces opposite or each other, Abraham was waiting for when God will pass through the covenant. I mean, the, 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 the sacrifice. So while waiting, voucher came, and the Bible says Abraham drove them away. But from another school of thought, another school of thought says, the reason why, you know, they said for Abraham to have driven away the voucher, some school of thought says that voucher actually represents God, who was ready to, what, to feed on the sacrifice that Abraham made. But because Abraham drove those vouchers away, they said that was why God decided that, you know, the, the seeds or the descendant of Abraham would go into uh, slavery for 400 years. For, for 400 years. You know, those are those two schools of thought. Uh, but I, I really agree with the first one. You know, the Bible says when the voucher came, Ab Abraham drove them away. Maybe because Abraham was trying to preserve his sacrifice from strange spirits. So that it, the sacrifice will not be attacked. And look at, look, I want to read verse 12. The Bible says, Now, when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. Look at that. And no, you know, for horrors of great darkness to fall upon Abraham, God was actually showing to Abraham that this is what will happen to his children in a, in a strange land. They will go through horrors of, of, of afflictions. And then after they have served their enemy, they will come out with great substance. I want us to know that sometimes as a Christian, we may be going through some period of darkness. But if we don't give up, we shall come out successfully. We shall enter into our light of joy in the name of Jesus. And verse 17 says, And it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark, that behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed, that passed between the between those pieces, this was God passing through the, the court sacrifice to symbolize that God was entering into a covenant with Abraham. And, you know, it came in form of what? In form of a burning torch and a smoking oven. What does that mean? It means that for the children of Israel, they will go through a period, you know, of, of, of time, you know, that is compared to being placed in a furnace. According to Deuteronomy 4, verse 20, the Bible says, But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace of Egypt to be his people and inheritance as you are this day. So the, the period of 400 years that the children of Israel spent in the land of Egypt, it was like they were put inside a furnace of fire, which symbolized the, the, the affliction, the trouble that they went through. Now, the burning torch is talking about light. The burning torch that was mentioned in that verse 17 is talking about light, which means although they are going through the period of affliction, but God still comforted them. God still comforted them. And that's why in Exodus chapter 3 verse 2, about when God showed himself to, to Moses, you know, Moses saw a burning bush. You know, the bush was burning, 
But the Bible says the bush was not consumed. And that was the case with the Israelites. When they were in the land of Egypt, although they, they were being tormented, but the Bible makes us to understand that the more they torment them, the more they increase. The more they increase in number, the more God helped them. So the, that's symbolizing the bush being burnt, but the bush not being consumed. I pray God will help us and give us understanding in the name of Jesus. And look at verse 18. And on the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying to your descendant, I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river of Euphrates. Now, when God said, I have given you this land, before, you know, before, the only promise that God made to Abraham, according to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, God told Abraham, I will show you the land. That was where God started from. God told Abraham, I will show you the land. And by the time we get to Genesis 13 from verse 15 to 17, God told Abraham, I will give you the land. But by the time God entered into a covenant with Abraham, God now told Abraham in Genesis 15 verse 18 that to your descendant, I have given the land. I have given them the land. Look at that. That is you know, one of the powers of covenant. You know, it can, it can acquire things for generation to come. And that was what God did for Abraham. I pray that this morning, whatever is the good promises of God for our life, whatever covenant God has entered with us in the past, I pray that we shall begin to reap the benefit of it in the name of Jesus. I want us to go and pray. I want us to go and pray. We are, we are praying. We are praying about covenant this morning. Especially, we want to pray, you know, some deeper prayers to break the satanic covenant. Because from the example of the Bible that we read, we see how covenant is being perpetrated. How people enter into covenant. We see how people can suffer from covenant. So, and that's why we want to pray some prayers on covenant this morning. I want us to go and pray. We are going to cry unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the blood of Jesus, I, I, I get back all the grant given to Satan by my ancestors. That's the first prayer we want to pray. You know, the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, the Bible says, Neither give place to the devil. Do you know that some of our forefathers, I'm talking about great-grandparents, some of them have entered into a covenant with the devil. And as a, as a result of that, they have included us, we, their children, they have included us in those covenants. And that's why some of us today, there are some battles that we are fighting, that it is a battle of covenant. So we are going to cry unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power and the blood of Jesus, I take back all the grant given to Satan by my ancestor. In the mighty name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, pray, begin to pray that prayer. That every grant, every grant that has been given to Satan, that has been given to the devil on your behalf by your ancestors. I want you to crown to God and say, Father, this morning, by the power and the blood of Jesus, I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. Masota I take it back in the name of Jesus. Every grant given to the devil by my ancestors on my behalf, I take it back this morning by the power in the name of Jesus. I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, every spirit enforcing evil covenant in my life, I command you to release me in the name of Jesus and lose your hold upon me. 
every spirit enforcing evil covenant upon my life. I command you to release me and lose your hold upon me. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. I want you to pray against every evil spirit enforcing evil covenant over your life. I want you to crown to God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let those evil spirits, let them release me. Let them release me. Release me by fire. Release me by fire. Lose your hold. Lose your hold upon my life. In the name of Jesus. Every evil spirit enforcing evil covenant over my family. I command you to lose your hold upon our life. In the name of Jesus. And release us by fire. Release us by fire. Release me by fire. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed and one of the points i mentioned is that sometimes covenant can be entered or confirmed through hands it could be through journey of hands and then it could also be through laying ons of hand it could be through journey of hands it will also it could also be through laying ons of hand and that will lead us to the next prayer point we are going to cry unto god and say father in the name of jesus everything that has been transferred into my life by demonic laying-ons of hand. Lose a hold right now. In the name of Jesus. Everything that has been transferred, every failure, every evil that has been transferred into my life from the demonic laying-ons of hand, I command you to lose your hold upon my life. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Pray unto God that whatever was deposited into your life through demonic layons of hand, I want you to pray and say, Father, by the power and the blood of Jesus, let them be flushed out. Let them lose their hold upon my life in the name of Jesus. Lose your hold. Lose your hold. In the name of Jesus. Whatever was transferred into my life, whatever was transferred into my children, whatever was transferred into my spouse, as a result of demonic laying-ons of hand, I command you to lose your hold in the name of Jesus. I flush you out. I flush you out by the power and the blood of Jesus. I flush you out by the power and the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let the sword of fire begin to cut off every evil parental attachment. Every what? Every evil parental attachment. Whatever attached you to your great-grandparent, you know, to your forefathers, whatever attached you to them that make, the, the, that, that, that make you to experience the effect of evil covenant they have entered. That's the, that's the meaning of the prayer we are praying. We are praying that whatever attached you to your great-grandparent that makes you to, to begin to experience the effect of evil covenant they have entered. We want to tell God to, to cut those links, to cut them off. So you are going to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let the sword of fire begin to cut off every evil parental attachment. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Every evil parental attachment affecting our life, we command in the name of Jesus, be cut off, be cut off by the sword of fire. Be cut off, 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 be cut off by the sword of fire. In the 
the name of Jesus, every evil parental attachment, we cut you off this morning by the sword of fire in the name of Jesus. Be cut off. Be cut off in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let every Eden covenant affecting my destiny be broken by the power in the blood. Every Eden covenant affecting my destiny be broken by the power in the blood of Jesus. Open your mouth, open your mouth, begin to pray, begin to pray. Ask God to break every Eden covenant. Eden covenant that is affecting your destiny. Eden covenant that is affecting your life. Eden covenant that is affecting your children. Eden covenant that is affecting your family. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, by the power and the blood of Jesus, let them be broken this morning. In the name of Jesus. Every Eden covenant that we have entered unconsciously and that is affecting our destiny, affecting our family, affecting our business, affecting our careers. Father, this morning, let them be broken by the power and the blood of Jesus. We break those eating covenant in the name of Jesus. By the power and the blood, we break those eating covenant in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I break every covenant, giving my enemies an hedge over my life. Do you know what covenant does? Is that it gives the enemy a legal grant to operate. A legal grant. So you are going to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I break every covenant, giving my enemies an hedge over me. In the name of Jesus, be broken. Open your mouth. Yes, pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. That every covenant, giving your enemy a legal grant to operate in your life, or giving your enemy an edge over your life, I want you to pray and say, Father, let those covenants be broken. In the name of Jesus. Lord, break those covenants. Break those covenants. Break those covenants. By the power and the blood of Jesus. I break those covenants. Every covenant I've entered. That is giving my enemies an edge. That is giving my enemies an advantage over my life. That is giving my enemy a legal grant. To operate against me. Father, this morning, let those covenants be broken. In the name of Jesus. By the power and the blood of Jesus. I break those covenants. Makuda, Ailia, Kapasunda, Ailia. By the power and the blood of Jesus. I break those covenants. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Do you know sometimes covenant can be entered through eating of food? That's why you're going to open your mouth. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I vomit every satanic poison. That I have swallowed in the name of covenant. In the name of entering to a covenant, every poison that I have swallowed, I vomit you out. In the mighty name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Vomit them out. Every poison, every food that we have swallowed in the name of the Spirit that has been given to us while we were sleeping to enter into any covenant. Father, by the power and the blood of Jesus, we flush them out. We vomit those food now in the name of Jesus. We vomit them out. We vomit them out. We vomit them out. We vomit them out. I vomit them out now. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to open your mouth and pray this one. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let me be released from every bondage of evil, evil altars. Do you know sometimes covenants are entered before an evil altars? 
An altar is being set up where there is sacrifice and then you know, parties that are involved enter into covenant. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let my life be released from the bondage of evil waters. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Every evil water crying against my life. Every evil water crying against my destiny. Let my life be released from the bondage of those evil water. In the name of Jesus. By fire. Release me by fire. Release my children by fire. From evil water. In the name of Jesus. Release my spouse by fire. From the bondage of evil water. In the name of Jesus. Let our life be released from the bondage of evil water. Evil water crying against our life. Father, we pray, O oh God, that you will release our life from the bondage of those evil waters. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And finally, I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I will be going out this morning, let me be empowered by the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, give me the power to overcome every evil covenant operating against my life, operating against my business, operating against my family. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, pray that prayer. That as you go out today, no evil covenant will have any effect over your journey. In the name of Jesus, ask for the power of Holy Ghost. Ask that this morning Holy Ghost will empower you to overcome the effect of evil covenant. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Almighty Father, we thank you for answer to our prayer this morning. We ask, oh God, that as we go out, you will empower us. In the name of Jesus, power to overcome the effect of evil covenant. Let that power come upon us. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we pray that you will glorify yourself in our life. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray that this morning, you will break every evil covenant, every eating covenant, operating against us by the power of your blood. In the mighty name of Jesus. Almighty Father, we thank you because of answer our prayer. We give you all the praise and we give you all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let somebody shout hallelujah. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Where's darkness on the side of light? Ever pour it the gleams of light. You're the light that makes my face shine bright. Huh. As I look your face, I become the light. Where's darkness on the side of light? Huh. Ever pour it out of the gleams of light. You're the light that makes my face shine bright. So bright, and as I look your face, I become the light. Oh,